If we're really honest, um, sometimes we get into an argument with our spouse because, well, we're just fixed. We're fixed in this mind and headspace that we're right. I have seen the situation and I am right. And I cannot tell you how many times, 10 minutes later, I'm realizing she was right (laughs) and I was just stuck. I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleague, Aaron Smalley. Her husband, Greg, is usually with us. He's not here for this episode, but Aaron, uh, you counsel couples all the time. And how often do you see, I'm right, no, I'm right, and there's just, there's this impasse. All the time. <laughs> Good, <laughs> I'm not the say, only one. <laughs> I would say the majority of couples that come in, they get stuck. Why? Because of the cycle, the reactive cycle, mm. there's these tender spots that get triggered and then we react. Well, then it triggers our spouse's buttons. And we've talked about that before. And so we get spinning round and round. It just is. It just doesn't work. It does no good. Yeah. Just recently, I was sitting with a couple and the wife was upset because the husband had said something and she assumed she knew what it meant. And in therapy, she was able to say, well, this is what you said. And he's like, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. And I was able to step in. And that's what's helpful about having a third party present. I was able to step in and say, okay, so what were you saying Mm. when you made that comment? What was that really meaning? And he explained it. And she was like, oh, okay. I get it. Now, that's not always going to happen. No, and but... we're probably not going to have a therapist around for most of <laughs> well, those I dynamic travel. conversations. Well, I can travel. I mean, I can travel to available. people's homes. Yeah, yeah okay. but that would be really awkward. So <laughs> let's not do that. All right. But really being being good at not assuming we know what our spouse is meaning. Yeah, and that's the point of this episode. So let's carry that point further and hear a conversation, focus on the family president Jim Daly and I had with marriage counselor Dr. Randy Schrader. Randy, let's uh, cover a couple of other elements right at the end here. Memory matching. I found that to be kind of interesting. Uh, What do you caution couples about? What is it? And how do you caution couples with it? Well, I I say avoid the two M words. And so one, like you said, Jim, is memory matching. Our memories are always excellent and always the truth from our perspective. (laughs) And so what what can, I've seen it over and over, heard a lot of marriage relationships, and I'm forever saying it when I counsel couples, is couples will say, this is what you said. No, this is what you said. No, this is what you said. It's kind of the contest. It's a contest, you know? (laughs) And and when couples learn to say, we're not going to memory match, our memories are excellent from our perspective, we're just going to adopt the phrase, no memory matching. That is one step toward a more successful, happy marriage. How do you remember something together? <laughs> do, when you'd say, do you remember when we were at the, you know, at the, the beach? We were never at the beach. <laughs> well, oh, and there's a story like that we know from Greg Smalley. He was telling Aaron, his wife, about this memory about he and her being somewhere. And it was another girl. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> before they got married. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Not good. Not good. That's a funny story, though. Oh, yeah. And, and the you other... don't want to memory match that one. No, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. No, you, you, you uh, want to avoid memory matching. And in second, you, you want to avoid mind reading. Uh, All in that, favor? <laughs> uh, you know, psychologists, counselors are trained to read minds. Nobody can read minds. And, and it can be very frustrating. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I've known my wife almost a half a century. You know, we know each other pretty well. But if we read each other's minds and we're right, that can be kind of annoying. And so, <laughs> and so, and so it's better to ask, what are you thinking? But okay? you're still right. 
<laughs> That's funny. And, and, and it can just lead to heartache. And, and the other thing, uh, we can be uh, wrong. And, and that can really be frustrating if we thought we had our spouse's mind read and it was wrong. I saw a, a couple whose husband was on uh, a business trip. And his wife went through a distressing event back home. She called him up. Uh, he was compassionate, did a terrific job. He t- I asked him what he did. He listened. He was empathetic, sympathetic. And he asked his wife, he said, do you want me to cancel the business meetings right now and drive home? I'll do it. And she said, no. She said, I have the support of family. She said, you can just stay and, and then come home when your business meetings are done. When he got home, she had taken out a six-month lease on an apartment and moved out of the house. And, and even though she did not ask him to come home, she said, you should have read my mind that I really wanted you to come home. Oh, wow. And he came to three sessions by himself. And I talked about the importance of expectations, making your expectations known. Uh, she had simple habits for marital happiness, and she thought the idea of expectations was dumb. She said, I should not have to make my expectations known. And I've seen other spouses that said that too. If we're close, you should read my mind. Yeah, and that is mind reading is a no no. It will hurt a marriage. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. On behalf of all men, can I plead with women not to expect their husbands to read their minds? <laughs> It'll make your life so much better. Mm-hmm. Just tell us what you're thinking, and that helps us tremendously. Oh well, Aaron, what a sobering story about uh, assuming what our spouse is thinking or, or what they mean when they say something. Have you ever had to work through things like that with Greg? I mean, do you have an example of <laughs> assuming? And and I'll just say, for me, we're both finishing each other's sentences because mm-hmm. we've been together for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how often, but it feels like at least 50% of the time, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And at least 50 or more percent of the time, she actually doesn't get it right. So mm-hmm. it's common, but how problematic is it? Very problematic because I just actually used this quote this morning that 70% of communication is miscommunication. Oh, 70%. So most of our communication is actually miscommunication. Yes. And so more than likely, we're going to misinterpret what's being said. So if we just base like communication, especially with our spouse, you think about how much communication there is that we're going to miss it. And that's why it's so important to ask, especially when it triggers us. But of course, we're not going to do that. Typically, when we get triggered, we're just going to spew back versus stepping away and going, okay, what was just said triggered something inside of me. And that's my job to take care of that. If I get triggered and how I react, that's all my responsibility. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing what I usually would do, spew back, I'm learning to step back, take some deep breaths and really reflect on what's going on inside of me. So I can go back and go, okay, this is what I heard you say. Is that what you meant? And I would say even higher than 70% of the time, Greg is saying, no, that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Jeez. It probably <laughs> would be know. good if we just wore these little name badge size signs on our on our shirt or blouse that said, you will misunderstand most of what I'm about to say. Absolutely. Let's make t-shirts. Let's let's just assume that yes. we're going to miscommunicate. Correct. Yes. And you know what happens within a relationship when things aren't feeling safe or there's disconnection or lots of mishandled conflict that we begin forming negative beliefs mm-hmm. about our spouse, yeah. about the person who is 
plays that role in our life, the most important role in our life. So we begin forming these negative views of them. So when they do say something, we immediately go to the negative. Right. Um, yeah, yes, we assume aspect. negatively yes. what they meant. Yeah. And so so important. We've talked about the importance of checking that out. Instead of going with our negative belief, you know, really giving them the benefit of the doubt that we can really look and go, hmm, I wonder why he just said that. I wonder what's going on over there. Or I wonder if that's even what he meant. So I can check that out. So what you're describing, and and we keep referring to this reactive cycle, mm-hmm. we should probably post a link to it or something. Yes, well, yes, because now we have the new version that we can take online. Nice. So as, um, as I'm feeling that, let's just say I'm feeling like she said something and I'm I'm bristling. Mm-hmm. How do I ask without being emotional and without putting her on the defensive mm-hmm. or make her feel like, no, you totally missed the point? How do mm-hmm. I ask the clarifying question? Get, just play that for me. You know, so now it depends yeah, on how triggered I'm Greg you are. And I just, pretend yes. I'm Greg and I just did something. Okay, so, something. and I was upset? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he says something, I get triggered, I'm upset. First, I need to step back and I may even just, just go to the bathroom and do some breathing mm-hmm. and reflecting. And then I come back and say, okay, so you just said this thing and or did this thing that indicates to me because you know as couples we watch so much of the behavior and we we begin believing that we know what certain behaviors mean mm-hmm. so i saw your face and when you make that thing with your eye and then you said this comment to me, this is what it said. Is that the message you were no, wanting me no, to get? No, I didn't mean that at all. Oh, well, good to know. Now, is it always going to go that smoothly? Oh, there's no, no follow-up? We're done? That's well, easy. no. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I mean, well, the repair thanks. That's is the there, end of the podcast. But then <laughs> what I could say is, yeah. gosh, when I heard that, I felt so disrespected. This is such a key thing is yes. because I have to be, as the possible offender, mm-hmm. I have to be willing to hear you. Yes. Yes. And if you're not at the place to um, hear me, you can say, you know what, hold on. I need to go take care of myself and and get myself ready to yeah. hear you because I'm not at the place. I'm not available to listen right now. Yeah. Well, there's such good stuff here. And we will link over to some of these concepts that Aaron's been sharing about that we've talked about repeatedly here on the podcast. And if you're struggling with uh, some of the things that Randy was saying, Uh, In this episode of the previous episode, uh, get a copy of Randy Schrader's great book, Simple Habits for Marital Happiness. It's an excellent resource, and we'd be happy to send that to you today if you can make a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Help us continue making this podcast and so many other resources available to couples who want to grow, who want to have strong marriages to represent Christ to the community and the culture. Um, we're a phone call away. You can uh, donate online or at the website. We've got all the details in the show notes. Well, next time, Dr. Julie Slattery shares about covenant love and what that looks like in a relationship. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.